It's me, the Geordie Prince, and I'm here to welcome you to episode 98 of Crypto Weekly. Enjoy. The threat of coronavirus sweeps the nation as literally dozens of cases are reported outside of China. Stay safe out there, listener. Always wear your gas mask and stock up on guns, gold and water. This week in the crypto news, Hollow CEO moonlights with very few clothes on. Craig Wright pumps and then dumps the price of BSV on claims he has the keys to the Satoshi wallet. A boomer, Peter Schiff, loses his Bitcoin and gets angry at the world. And Tether proves entirely degenerate as Pornhub add it as a payment option. All this and more on this week's Crypto Weekly. If you enjoy the show, please do head over to patreon.com slash crypto weekly and sign up for at least the $10 tier. You'll get access to raw, uncut versions of the podcast earlier than we release it to the other edited areas such as iTunes, Spotify, the usual hotspots. Also, please head over to coinhq.tv, check out some of the shows, mainly R1. Pretty cool, loads of crypto collaboration going on, but mainly ours because we're there. I'm joined in the studio by Mr. CryptoBeak. Bonjour, it's me, CryptoBeak. What are you drinking, friend? Guinness, come vibe with me, can. <laughs> Absolutely exceptional. I shall not vibe with you, though. Uh, Mr. Geordie Prince. Hello. That was just me taking a sip on a delicious Brewdog Dead Pony Club. Ooh, I'm envious, Ken. Mm. I'm very envious. I see you're, you've got nothing in your right hand. I am not even drinking Council Pop, Ken, because I forgot to get a drink before we started recording. <laughs> <laughs> and thus you'll sit here for an hour and a half, a thirsty, thirsty boy. I certainly will, Ken. Sorry, just needed another refreshing sip of Brewdog you, Dead Pony you, Club. You, you enjoy as many of those as you like, mate. <laughs> oh, I will, friend. It's ice cold as well. I am your host, Crypto Ken. Always drink responsibly. <laughs> Dr. P Money and Bitcoin Bibli could not be with us this evening, but still we are in P Money's house without him. It's pretty cool. AKA, we're at AKA Money Mansions. Exactly. Your cleaner has visited recently, P Money. Just mm. to let you know, she's done a bloody sterling job. It's time to get started with the news, though. Fortune was ablaze this week, friends. With memes galore on the news that the CEO of Hollow moonlights as a sex worker of some description. Maybe. I would allegedly. Like, yeah. I mean, I'd really like to be filled in on some of the facts going on here because all I've seen is memes all over biz. So, your girl Mary Camacho. Uh, she is. An executive director, apparently she claims CEO on a LinkedIn, of Hollow, which is like the the company behind Holochain. Uh, something like the foundation of Holochain. Think Ripple to XRP kind of stuff. Uh, she leads organizational strategy and planning. Now, for a while, the Hollow Chads were going after the Linkies on Biz. So, 4chan beers, basically their crypto forum, they all love Link. They're all stinky Linkies. 
you don't say a bad word about Link on there. However, the Holochain Chads were vying for the spot uh, of most shield coin on bits. The Linkies didn't like that. And they found <laughs> our Mary's Instagram profile, <laughs> which is under a different name. I'm not sure how they found it, but it's very clearly her. And there are a lot of very risque, to say the least, photos of her. <laughs> and her naked, suspended, wrapped in rope. She also is either an owner or an instructor at a rope studio. What's that big guy? Uh, it seems to be places where you, you tie people up with rope or you like do fitness with rope or some shit like that. I mean, she's buying into the rope stock meme. She's hanging herself from the ceiling like all true crypto holders. Uh, but yeah, so 4chan found out about this. She quite quickly made her Instagram private, but not before all the pictures were leaked everywhere. Uh, the Holochain guys, there are a lot of people being like, oh, what does it matter what she does in her spare time? That's an interesting debate we could maybe have. Does it matter if she's really good at organisational strategy and planning? She's really good at that. Doesn't matter if she suspends herself naked and posts pics on Instagram. Either way, people took it quite poorly. Maybe loads of people sold hot. They should have because it's trash. And usually people who employ fitness instructors of any kind to lead their organisational planning probably not going to do that well. Let's the fitness company can. Hmm. I think you're probably fair. I mean, the problem is, a CEO is a relatively public-facing role, and you Correct. are essentially the face of a company. You wouldn't see Elon Musk or Jeff Bezos. You might see Elon Musk. I mean, you see... <laughs> <laughs> but you wouldn't see information like this being leaked on them. They probably wouldn't just have an Instagram profile. Like, Admittedly, they oh, are somewhat higher profile than this young lady. Johnny Benos, and it's just pictures of him <laughs> with his dick out. No, you probably wouldn't, you're right. But you'd some might say it was rank amateur, and uh, yeah. it reflects badly on Holochain. If only for that, not that we don't support women being able to suspend themselves Obviously, by rope. Obviously, you can do like, what you want. Because women know. have a very powerful people, just as powerful as men. So, did she have a face out in this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, loads of it. Face and fan. (laughs) I mean, one or the other, Ken. That's the rule. Mm, One or the other. One or the other. She's she's crossed that line and gone for both. Exactly. Inexcusable. Like, I don't think we can say 100% sure that it's her, because that, for legal reasons, but it looks very very like her and some of their representatives do seem to say what's the problem and mm. you know if she's good at job what is the problem and i agree what is the problem with what you do in your private life no problem at all and if it was just some random how would would they have chosen that time to turn the instagram private i mean probably obviously not. it this seems very all... very like i mean it's like i i'm strongly think it's her right allegedly it, it looks very close to it, and even some of the teams seem to be suggesting it's her. Uh, what you do in your private life, as long as you're doing your job well, shouldn't matter. But it is pretty amateur, okay. which is consistent with how trash Holochain has been throughout. Agreed. You just don't understand Agreed. it, Beak. Yeah. 
Does she have a technical role? No, she's she's just strategy, business strategy. She's ah. the Acom of Hollow. That's how. Oh, she, chief visionary. Mm, no, okay. no, she's the strategy. She leads organizational strategy and planning. That's how she got her. Do you suspension. think Acom doesn't do that? <laughs> That's how a rope studio got to be the best rope studio in like Gibraltar or wherever she lives. Allegedly. It's the only rope studio in Gibraltar. <laughs> hey, there's. That's how you plan, organisationally speaking. <laughs> you, you firebomb all the competition. <laughs> the more power to her, I mm. say. Hold tight, Mary. Keep your head up. Don't let the bastards grind you down, mm. Ms. Comanche. You're all right with me. You are so 2020, Mr. Crypto <laughs> Moving on now to Mr. Craig Wright. Pumping and dumping his trash known as Bitcoin Satoshi's Vision, or BSV for short. I wondered why BSV was pumping a lot last week. I assumed there was some kind of mental manipulation going on. But apparently, it's because Mr. Wright came out and suggested, heavily hinted, that he had the keys to the Satoshi wallet. First of all, someone want to tell me what the devil the Satoshi wallet is, for anyone who doesn't know. Uh, it's a wallet with loads and loads of Bitcoin in. Like a million. Specifically... What bitcoins? The first bitcoins, Captain. Did the bitcoin mines in the Genesis block? I believe so, right. yes. Mm-hmm. And Satoshi claimed that he will have access to that. I mean, Craig Wright. He's claimed he will have access to that at some point, or he does have access to it, or he just doesn't want to tell you, something like that. Basically, if he has the private key for this wallet, it will suppose, I mean, it will prove that he was Satoshi. So everyone's been waiting for him for years saying, why don't you just, you know, why don't you just make a transaction out of this wallet? Show us, you know, that you have access to it. Craig Wright's like, I could if I wanted to, but, you know, like, or maybe someone else has part of the key or maybe I just don't want to. It's, you know, some Craig Wright bullshit. Yeah, this is his tulip trust meme, isn't it? That yeah. He, he says that the keys to this wallet are have been like distributed amongst a, like, a vast array of shareholders in this trust that now now look after it, and that's why he, could, he cannot produce it any time anyone asks for it under any circumstance. Yeah, it's like the Da Vinci Code. They've got, like, the Knights Templar or whatever throughout <laughs> scattered throughout the globe, and you've got to solve riddles to get each piece of the key or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Uh, but this month there was good news where he filed a document saying... Not quite saying, but suggesting that he could prove he had the keys and he could prove that he had access to this wallet. Some of his supporters, like outright tweeted, like the keys are in, you know, like his personal friends or people who work with him or whatever. His fanboys, basically. So, so on this news, Bitcoin Satoshi's vision was pumping because I don't even know why it makes BSV good if if he was Satoshi had. Because it's the real Bitcoin, man. But a Bitcoin <laughs> super decentralized, man. So no one person matters. That's so true. So it's a bit. It's confusing to me that it pumped, but it went up from like hundred dollars, like over four hundred, and then uh, his lawyer came out and said this week <laughs> that so he <laughs> was like, "Whoa, hang on, big guy." So righty, righty boy, he said that he's got this. He's got proof that. You know, he owns this wallet. He's the uh, Tulip Trust is in his control or whatever. The defendant, Kleiman's sister, yeah, 
it, Ira the era. East, the estate of, yeah. Yeah, the Lannister. estate climbing. They're saying, oh, he hasn't proven it. He hasn't got the key. And then his lawyer confirmed it. It's like, no, yeah, no. Loads of other stuff, though. Like <laughs> His lawyer was like, actually, I've just spoken to the League of Shadows. And we're having a bit of trouble finding uh, some of our, tracking some of our members down. Exactly. One of them's locked in some kind of underground lair. Um, Tibetan cave, you exactly. know how it is. So something like that's going on. He's Once again, he's just fallen short to be able to prove it mm. by that. But he has got 16,000 addresses. Cool, cool, cool story, bro. 16,000 addresses. He's got, he's, he's put the details down off. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I think that was pretty much everyone's thought. BSV through the roof. So he's got this massive, it seems like he's got some massive, like, uh, cache of documents. And he had this absolute meme about some, like, uh, secure courier or something. I forget the exact words he said. It's like, it's on its way, it's coming in the, the, the documents are coming through and all this. And in it was loads of other proof that he was Satoshi, but not the private key that apparently would prove that he had uh, Genesis block Bitcoin. And when his lawyer said, oh, yeah, we've, we haven't got that at this time, BSV's crashed in the 200s now. And, I mean, it could just continue, to, you would imagine, crashing through the floor. Right into the pit of hell. Yeah. Where the Craig deserves to be. Yeah, Craig Wright. I mean, you've got to give it to him. He is pretty good bunch, though. Mm. This is a hilarious troll that he must have known <laughs> wasn't going to go well. I mean, uh, so, uh, it Do you reckon was... it's like his mates roguely tweeting out and he attempted to somehow style it out? No, because he was the one who set the set the ball in motion oh what a complete tool. and then people who loads of people like well maybe not blindly for some reason they believe him whether they've got some kind of like uh, I mean I think a lot of them have a vested interest in BSV but he made a load of comments that were not 100% saying he had these keys but were way too far like he he spoke way too uh, he's speaking in basically certain terms that he was going to be able to prove it and it doesn't have the key. They all said, people literally, as I say, saying the keys are here, or the keys are in our possession, etc., etc. Didn't have them. More good bants from Craig Wright, who I'm actually starting to like. I mean, in some ways, is it kind of a good gamble to... Not financial advice, obviously. But in a way, buying BSV, you're gambling on Craig Wright coming up with some <laughs> sweet tomfoolery his, to try and prove yeah, he's Satoshi. And maybe enough people will buy it that you make like 100% of Yeah, money. just sell every pump. Because yeah. you know, this is not going to be the last pump Wright he makes. Mm. He's going to shill a load of other people on him being Satoshi because like he finds some post on Bitcoin talk about Satoshi driving like a grey Civic. <laughs> and then he doctors a picture of him from like 2010 driving a grey Civic. He's like, it's all lining up. BSV goes up like 92%. As long as you sell every pump, not bad. Although, yeah, it's not looking too great for him at this point in time. Obviously not financial advice. Of course. From one deluded boomer to another, we have Peter Schiff, who has managed to lock himself out of his online wallet and get really angry at the world of Bitcoin, claiming that he knew it was terrible all along and this proves that Bitcoin is a terrible use of money. Uh, I think you're being a little bit harsh there, Ken. What actually, I, I'm not being harsh. <laughs> what actually happened was that notorious boomer gold merchant Peter Schiff 
had the misfortune to get a corrupt Bitcoin wallet, Ken. Oh, I, I forgot about I this. I mean, these are just this is just the cost of doing business if you're going to meddle in this Zoomer gold rather than good honest Boomer gold. So, he, yeah, he had the misfortune to um, end up with a corrupt Bitcoin wallet that, following an update from the wallet provider, he put his password in and he couldn't get in. Corrupt, Ken. End of story. If you are to believe Peter's. Yeah, well, if you to, if you to believe it, his chain of events from two days ago, and then if you to believe what has been revealed since, what he was actually entering as his password was his PIN number for the wallet. Correct. Uh, it's all starting to unravel for old Shiffy Boy, isn't it? Yeah, apparently he never took a copy of the password that he actually needed to access this wallet he just decided to spam it with a pin in pin instead i'm guessing he i'm guessing he's he he must have thought that the pin was a private key or something and he's like well this is what these zoomers used to get in these things i'd be shocked if he knew what private key was he's like a pin i get that use it for my card to get money out the atm (laughs) Say no more. But I guess it's the only thing different than a password, you know? Because if it was, if he just wrote like P shift, capital P shift one, like like all of his other passwords, allegedly don't try and hack into <laughs> anything of P shifts with that password, oh, then I feel like he would have, you know, he would have been fine if he'd just been given the opportunity to use his normal boomer password, his social security number or whatever he uses. But no, he had to use bloody Zuma crypto technology and that's when it all went awry. That's how his wallet got corrupted, mate. True. I think if uh, if you think that Shift's passwords do not contain the letters <laughs> G-O-L-D, you're, you're very, very much mistaken. But, yeah, I mean, that sounds like the the gist of it. You, he was using, like, some wallet from blockchain.com that had an update and it logged him out or something, right, Ken? That's correct. Yeah, and <laughs> that's weird. And... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, then he had to re-log in and somehow couldn't. Uh, and yeah, lost whatever Bitcoin he'd been given by someone. I think by someone else had set this wallet up for him, basically. Yeah, mm. so actually I read his tweets, his latest tweet. So it was quite the roller coaster. <laughs> First it was for shitty Bitcoin, <laughs> corrupt wallet, lost me thousands or whatever. Then he was like, ooh, hands up. I made a mistake. I tried to enter the pin. Then it turns out that uh, Eric Voorhees, the CEO of Shapeshift, took him for dinner. He set it up for him, set up this wallet, and Eric let him leave without giving him the relevant details. So whose fault really is it? Thanks, Eric. <laughs> Admittedly, it's like it's like setting your granddad up, granddad up with a computer, and I... then never giving him the password. So when he tries, when he turns it off and then turns it on again, just can't get back in. I actually think this might have another twist because I feel like Eric Voorhees might still have the details (laughs) and he might just tell Peter, oh, type this in and he might be fine. I'm still holding out hope that old Pete gets his Bitcoin. I'm hoping for a tweet tomorrow from Peter Schiff being like, oh, Bitcoin is okay again. I've managed to log back in. You'll never, no, we'll get get a tweet from him tomorrow being like, I've got my Bitcoin back and it's lost $6, so... (laughs) Yeah, How uh, was gold done over the same time period? Although that would... This is leading into... This caused a bit of a debate on... Uh, like, it, it, 
basically whether we can get adoption in crypto while people can just forget their private keys and never be able to get it. Mm. But there's all this discussion around like social backups or there's a bunch of different things where you can give your details either to a company and they'll give you a password and a you know, username password, you log in with them, they hold your details. Or you give parts to a friend, sort of like, you know, for instance, your boy Eric Voorhees, he could be like the, uh, sort of like the social, uh, the social side of this. He might just hold it for him, hold it for a senile old, old mate, and then be like, here you go, mate, I've got your password, don't forget it this time. I'm, I'm getting rid of my copy, but he keeps the copy. Fucking what's his face? Pete gets another update on Windows 98 or whatever. <laughs> logs him out and then eric saves him again so it's it is taught there's uh people are trying to think how to save the boomers and the normies now yeah it's reignited that whole yeah issue and debate about sovereignty versus ease of access those like security as well and rightly so because it is and i feel like it's something that there was really it was like there was a prevalent and ongoing debate for a while and then it just kind of got like i don't know just the 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 simmer came off that particular debate you know and this has kind of brought it back to the surface which i think is good uh did you see what cz said to him as well that you should just keep oh he said i thought i'd never say this but maybe fiat's better for you <laughs> yeah, maybe stick to fiat <laughs> like we were that blown up but he was so cz was saying keep it on exchanges which i think is reasonable for at least part of your holdings for sure especially like because then the boomers are like Oh, CZ, I forgot my password. And mm. CZ hooks him up. Mm. Uh, yeah, I think well, I think it's a tricky debate because the people who don't like crypto, they say, oh, if you lose your keys, you've lost all your money, that'll never work. But then when people talk about these sort of workarounds where you have to trust people or trust companies, then they say, oh, yeah, but then it's centralized, so what's the point? Mm. So... It's going to have to be so you can't have both those things clearly. Mm. Uh, I think you can own like you can only be your own bank if you can take responsibility for holding your own documents. I mean, there's yeah, which like, in this day and age, going back to the whole Ted Pill thing, none of us can basically, <laughs> yeah, agreed. I mean, it like it is obviously terrifying, mm -hmm. but I think while I obviously I don't agree, they're like, oh, it can never work because of. And they flip-flop between those two arguments. It is... I think the people do need to put backups in place. Obviously, all the Bitcoin maximalists just say, like, get a, a iron girder and carve <laughs> in your fucking details and lay that under your patio or whatever. And if you lose it, you just dig up your garden and read your iron ore block that you've got your private key engraved in. But even then, if a thief comes in and digs it up, you're fucked. Yeah. But I think one thing that isn't meant hasn't I haven't seen mentioned this time around is that you can do a mixture of these things. Like you don't just it doesn't have to be one or the other. You don't yeah. have to be digging up your patio every single time you want to uh, use BSV to buy coffee, for instance. Like you can have uh, a range of different uh, ways that you store and access crypto, all with all with different trade offs for security versus ease of access so you can have for example um a cold wallet 
with absolutely tons of Bitcoin in it, but then you can also keep a small amount of Bitcoin on an exchange that you can use to trade or to transact with. So you can do both, you know, it's not one or the other. Just think something that gets lost in conversation sometimes. Yeah, you can give like your, your granddad your fucking private key and say, I'm going to ask you for a weird Bitcoin thing one day maybe. Can you keep hold of this for me? People are like, oh, you, do you trust your friends that much? But I mean, realistically, you do trust people with, maybe I wouldn't give all your net worth to some person you've only just met. But as you say, you could give a small chunk of it to like your close family or friends. Yeah. Like just give them a private key, which they may not even know how to use. Mm. Some on exchanges, some in cold storage that only you have access to. At least then you can't completely fuck it like Pete the Boomer shifted. Agreed. And, and we have to remember that we're comparing all these solutions to what we already have, which is a system where you can get everything you own taken off you anyway. If you, for instance, commit thought crime. So, bear that in mind. Yeah, good point. What do you think about that, Ken? I'm scared to answer. <laughs> <laughs> I was scared to hear. <laughs> I'm scared to even think about what I'm going to answer. Because P Money's door is about to get torn down and they're going to come for me, big guy. <laughs> Another victim of coronavirus. That's Ooh. what they'll say. Bring on the coronavirus, I say, with this next piece of news. Because more degeneracy has won. Pornhub now accept Tether as a form of payment. Degenerate, Ken. Still, still accepting Verge, aren't they? Uh, yes, I believe yeah, so. Yeah, that's good news. That's good news. The worst <laughs> cryptocurrency that's, that's ever been in like the top 50 or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> shit on Pornhub. Yeah, Ken, you won't be shocked to learn that I'm a bit conflicted about this one. So... The story is that PayPal, a company who've been busy withdrawing payment services for, from thought criminals for decades now, have finally got around to considering whether they want to facilitate payment to Pornhub. This is a site that has been uh, caught hosting illegal pornography of various different flavors on numerous different occasions. Ah, what was some of your favourite? Allegedly, <laughs> but yeah, so they finally got around to the fact that they don't want to be associated with Pornhub, which is understandable. But so I like that decision, but I hate the fact that they can enact financial censorship in the first place. Enter so, USDT. Exactly. So Pornhub have added USDT to their platform as a payment method, alongside, I assume. <laughs> after realizing what total trash verge is and yeah so you can now make payments to Pornhub and their models using usdt i do like the fact that Pornhub have been able to btfo paypal really really easily and you know all the kumas are going to be flooding to get tether as we speak to get their dopamine hit that they require on a daily basis. So it's going to be good for adoption as well, Ken. <laughs> you just know it. And I think, so yeah, that's good. And again, circumnavigating financial censorship is probably the single biggest, most important thing in crypto for me personally. So I support that. It's just, I don't know, it's just a shame that ugh, Pornhub get a benefit from that as well as everybody else. But that's the world we live in, Ken. Porn has always led the internet. 
That's true. Is that and at the forefront of everything? Uh, so. I'd actually say war and then porn, given that war is the reason the internet exists and more or less every other form of technology. But it's a close second, no doubt. Okay. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> was I not felt like that was, that was gonna that was gonna unravel. So okay, like, okay. war gave us such marvels as mustard gas and pasteurized milk. There you go. You know. Yeah, that's good. Good, good. All great things and the jet engine. Mm, that's gonna good. throw that one out there as well. And uh, blackjack basic strategy. Some lads in the army came up with that. Cause, presumably because they were bored, deployed. Yeah, I would assume so. Yeah. Now, like I could beat up some locals or <laughs> get good at blackjack yeah and they chose the correct option correct well done boys hmm. is there any more news that anyone wants to discuss I feel like there is yeah and something that's wet your whistle is there Mr Crypto Big just thinking about this bloody coronavirus Ken well we could bring that up in the Prince's live meat market after this segment if you wish shall we do that shall we segue on to that why don't we guy? have uh, Ken's Calamity Mm. Yeah, we'll do Ken's that. Ken's Calamity Corner. Oh, oh that's big. We'll talk about the biggest disasters that have happened in this the world. This writes itself, doesn't it? Listener, we'll get onto that in a bit. But first, we're going to move on to the Prince's Spice Bazaar. It's a very quick one this week, Ken. And the reason is I only one thing really, really caught my eye this week. And that is the fact that it's since... I'm going to quickly revisit the whole assassinating Iranian generals thing. And that's because it came out this week that the one of the main reasons Trump did this when he did it, apparently, was the fact that he was pressured into it by Republicans in the Senate who have been longtime hawks for war in Iran, and they wanted this they wanted escal they wanted escalation with Iran for like decades. Why so, do they want escalation with Iran? So <laughs> there are a lot of different um theories about that. Okay. But but yeah, the um, the real spicy take is they were able to convince Trump or maybe not convince Trump to do this specific act, but they were able to influence Trump to take direct, direct action against Iran at that time because he needs their vote in the Senate in the upcoming impeachment trial. Mmm, all comes back around. Exactly. If these people don't get you coming and going, I don't know who does. So I want to just um, speak to everyone who, every all the cat ladies on Twitter who were foaming at the mouth over the net, the necessity of this complete charade of an impeachment that Trump is being put through. And obviously I say that as a non as a former Trump supporter, not current Trump supporter, so I don't really care if he gets impeached or not, but it I mean it is a joke. It's there's there's no substance there. And to all the people that have supported this and pushed this forward, but also kicked off about when Trump assassinated this general, maybe you should take a second and ask yourself how complicit your support for this sham of an impeachment has been in heating up the proxy war between US and its lobbyists and Iran. Maybe think about that for a minute, big guy. Have a long hot shower because you've got blood on your hands. Oh, <laughs> thank you, Mr. Beak, for that. That's really got the old almonds activated. Oh, mate, it's... Oof, the you. big thinkers really hammering. It, it got my noggin a jogging when that one came out. 
thank you for that instalment of Spice Bazaar, Mr. Printerman. You're very welcome, Ken. The it's time now, though. cringe <laughs> names of these things. <laughs> Fuck me. It's I like that the name changes on like, like a bi-weekly basis. More and more cringeworthy. <laughs> well, it's now time for Ken's Calamity Corner. <laughs> <laughs> Ken's Calamity Corner with coronavirus. Nice. Which, to some, may seem like the common cold. But we see there is a particular nasty strain of it going round China, causing the quarantine of many cities. How fucked are we, is what I want to ask tonight. Uh, Is this the end of the world? Well, having chatted with you for about two minutes on this topic before the show, Ken, we are 11 out of 10 fucked. Yes, possibly, maybe. It's escalated quite quickly. Um, Too quickly, some would say, Ken. Yes, correct, Mr. Prince. I think this is the largest quarantine event in human history. Woo, lad, is that actually true? I think so, yeah. This is That's definitely one of Ken's facts, though. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I've got... Mean, he's, he's had a decent look <laughs> yeah, at some pictures from China. Yeah. And he's like, yep, the Ken thinks it's <laughs> the biggest quarantine in human history. I'm, I'm going with it. Admittedly, I'm guessing. I mean, there's about 20 million people quarantined right now in there's China. no one that, there's no one that does it like you can <laughs> he's like it's the it's the largest quarantine in human history is it well i'm guessing it seems to be well i mean to my knowledge i don't know of any other quarantine events that are as large as that name a quarantine event over 20 million people yeah can facts i'll wait i think we should have a summit on the soundboard that says can facts you are welcome you're welcome to use the google while you're explaining it to the listeners, yeah. So yeah, I'll have a quick Google. Talk us through how you reached okay. that estimate, Ken. Okay. He saw I mean, loads I mean, of <laughs> coppers in that one train station that they put us put on Twitter no, in China. I mean, all I did was quickly add up the populations of the cities that have been locked down in China. See, logic, mate. And it's about twenty million numbers. Eleven million made up by Wuhan, and then it's basically surrounding cities. Okay, so that is that. So Wuhan Wu- is. Got a population of 11 million people. It's Correct. a Chinese city. 40, 42nd most populated um, city in the world. Wow, wow. And um, it's under quarantine, like, from if the rando, random videos on Twitter that we saw before the show are to believe, people are trying to, for instance, go to the train station and masked soldiers are preventing them from catching the train. Correct. I mean, you can't get a flight out. Well, you can't drive out. You can't get a train out. See... Okay, you're, so you're actually locked in. That is a robust response mm, from the is. Chinese government. Is there any? Are there any other interesting facts about this particular city, Ken, that you think might be pertinent to the situation? Well, uh, specifically for this coronavirus situation, mm. it's where it's where the outbreak started. I was going to say it's the epicenter. Yeah, it's the it? epicenter, specifically mm. a live meat market in Wuhan. Interesting. Okay, now there's another little interesting fact about uh, the city of Wuhan. Now, there are 40 P4-level biohazard laboratories in the world. Okay. Okay. These are biohazard facilities with the necessary uh, precautions taken, uh, security, containment measures taken for scientists to deal with and experiment with incredibly deadly diseases, basically. Interesting. Ebola-level viruses. Okay. There's 40 on this planet. Okay. There is one in China. Okay. 
Where do you think that is, Mr. Prince? <laughs> um, Shanghai, Ken. Uh, you'd be incorrect, and I love that you've played my game because you already <laughs> know the answer. It's in Wuhan. I mean, come on, Ken. There's a city in China that plays with deadly diseases, <laughs> and a deadly disease is broken out. That's a uh, chin tickler, that one. Mm, it's a head scratcher. That's something to think about. And we were told when it first started that it's nothing to worry about, big guy. Uh, and now, supposedly, only 500 confirmed infected in China. China, well they've known. Lo- they've locked down five or six cities. Well, well, known. well known for massaging data. Well yeah. known for fudging the numbers, Ken. That's half a million if it's a day, I'm telling you. <laughs> fact. Ken fact. <laughs> Ken fact. But yeah, so... I mean, that I is... What are the chances? There are 40 of these sites... In the world. In the world. Yeah. There is a particular strain of coronavirus that's originated in this one city in China that has one of these facilities. The official I, I line just, is... I just think Mr. Wang may have gone to work, done his shift. Mr. who? Mr. Wang. Who's that? A fictitious Chinese man that okay. works in the P4 laboratory. Yeah, I thought, I suspected yeah. as much. And he's got, <laughs> he's done his shift and he's gone, do you know what I fancy for dinner? Bit of cat. He's headed down okay. to the live meat market. Okay. And maybe not followed all the containment procedures. Ooh. This this meat market they've got is apparently... So this is what the Chinese government have blamed it on, isn't it, Can? Correct. They reckon there's a lot of illegal trade of animals for eating and shit, and mm. people are starting to talk about it might come from snakes. I find this a bit weird. The party line is a load of snakes gave it to a human and it's immediately mm. airborne between other humans yeah i'm not really buying it but we have seen this with similar things apparently sars came from bats but don't what bats gave it some type of cat and a cat gave it is, to humans is that why you showed me a video of some of a chinese restaurant serving soup with a dead bat in it before the show uh it's all starting to make sense right now i just uh, that came up when i was doing a bit of research yeah, yeah i'm not surprised yeah, it was. There's some strange stuff going on, but that's what they're saying. It came from snakes. That's that seems at best equally likely to it coming from the place where they agreed have like smallpox in like a yogurt pot or whatever. Yeah, but also it's much better. Obviously, it's better than saying the truth. But I feel like everyone's going to be like, "Well, how often am I around a snake? Never." So I'm basically fine. It's going to calm. It's going to it's going to sedate the populace. You know? Yeah. Yeah, if everyone stops eating snakes, we'll be fine. Did no one mm. go, do you know what? I don't want to buy the snake with a cold, please. <laughs> that one with a runny nose, I'm not going to have that one. There's probably some unscrupulous vendor who wiped the snake's nose before selling it. Mm. I'm not sure that reptiles would get colds in the same way. Yeah, I'm, I'm really a bit know. dubious about it. I don't really know how it would manifest in a snake, do they, to be honest. Do, do they get, I mean, if they, I imagine if a snake catches an illness... That's it for this. I mean, we're now going pretty deep into <laughs> zoological matters, which of all the things we're unqualified to talk about, it's got to be high on the list. So let's before Ken starts breaking down the respiratory system of a snake, let's just cut it there. Um, the other scary thing about this virus is that, one, it's already made it to the UK. Um, three cases in Edinburgh, one in Glasgow. It has a dormancy period of two weeks to a month. You could have it, and be contagious, but not show any symptoms for up to a month. Mm. 
crafty. Mm. Reminds me of playing that video game where you try and infect the entire world. That Great is a game. sick game. Yeah, yeah. And, and you, you and can you never can, fucking get Madagascar because they always say, close the port Madagascar. immediately. The only way to yeah. win is to get started Madagascar. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, probably. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, as North Korea have done, they immediately closed their borders to China. Nice. So they'll be safe in the zombie apocalypse that's coming. Mm. In fact, that is uh, that is honestly a decent troll by the North Koreans, being like, uh, no, we aren't accepting anyone from your country, despite <laughs> the... the, the None of our guys can leave for a small period of time. <laughs> yeah. Dennis Rodman, you'll have to give it another month. <laughs> so I've done a bit of fact-checking for you, Can, and Scotland are testing some people for the virus. Yeah, they're suspected. Okay, yeah. can facts. <laughs> <laughs> but everything I said before is... 100% true. It's like 70% true. <laughs> well, I reckon there's a good chance of it all being true. How, when we come back to it this time next week? Pr- provided we're not all dead, big guy. Yeah. <laughs> where do you think we'll be at, Cat? And if you had to guess, where, let's say what the death toll you, will be you this want time me to next estimate week. estimate the death toll. <laughs> we'll go for death toll bingo. That's, we'll have a new segment death toll bingo. Well, I'm going to let you into another little nugget. <laughs> please do. Last please, year, please do. in October, um, a certain Melinda and Bill Gates Foundation ran a simulation of a coronavirus outbreak starting in Brazil. Uh. And they deduced, with this particular strain, that millions would be infected within three months and that no single government would be able to keep a handle on it. Mm. So, the, so they are sort of like the go-between... For a reptile illness and a human illness, hmm. these people. So a, a billionaire was running a simulation <laughs> about humans contracting a reptile-born <laughs> respiratory virus that would wipe out millions, controlling the population, Ken, mm. reducing the human population, and then... If and some of it, reptiles seem to just be able to shrug off. Yeah. Very interesting. For once again this evening... My almonds are very ike pilled. Serious. Just something to think about. So yeah. So by next week, I reckon ten thousand people dead. Wow. <laughs> okay. Not, <laughs> not dead. Not dead. Infected. Okay. How many I, dead? I thought you meant left. Ken. <laughs> <laughs> how, many, how many people think will be dead? Um, this might be in poor taste, but <laughs> I mean, if it being in poor taste could get you taken 300 off. 300 to 400. <laughs> We'd be long gone. 400, Dan. Prince, how many do you reckon? Oosh. Um, I'm, I'm really going to up the ante here because I think... I <laughs> do you think, think it's going to be more? Yeah, I think the Chinese... I don't think there are 500 cases. I think there are... Oof. Okay, how many reported dead, though? The oh, Chinese reported have, dead. Reported yeah. dead, like... Chinese just two? keep their life... <laughs> Few of them are actually a dodgy python or whatever. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, they keep their unemployment rate at 4.1% <laughs> precisely for like the last 14 years. <laughs> okay, so how many do you think will be reported dead oh, globally? Let's say they have the balls to admit to 1% of the actual deaths. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to go for... 500 okay you went and didn't you go something similar i went for 400 dead yeah yeah i think it'll be like 56 oh okay. very specific i think I, like it. I think we're i think we'll struggle to get to three figures okay i think it's all 
distracting us from Iran. That's what I think. <laughs> so you think Bill and Melinda Gates are behind it, and that's why they ran the simulation? Well, I think Bill and Melinda Gates are behind a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is a very fun but macabre game we're playing on the show. Yeah. You too can play this. Tweet me. <laughs> Twi- <laughs> How many people do you think will die this week? From coronavirus. With your death toll. The winner. Hashtag Crypto Weekly Death Count. The winner will get uh, a shout out as um, we'll call you the death toll. Oh, no, no, no. I've got it. We'll call you the coroner of the week. The coroner. Nice. 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 Uh, We'll all drink corona. We'll all drink coronas. We'll Mm. crown the coroner of the week when we talk about coronavirus. Uh, Buble and P-Money are going to be absolutely beside themselves with the direction this (laughs) week's episode is (laughs) taken. And not in a good way. No, not in a good way. Tweet us how many people you think the coronavirus will get this week. In fact, tweet tweet Buble and P-Money with how many people. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding, don't do that. No, definitely do that. (laughs) Ken, one final question I've got for you, mate. Ask away, friend. I'm an expert on the coronavirus. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Following in the footsteps of Ebola-chan, is there a Corona-chan or Corolla-chan or whatever this virus is called? What was Ebola-chan? Ebola-chan was um, the Ebola virus anthropomorphized as an anime character. Oh, there is a Corona-chan, yeah. There is. There is, oh, She's wow. holding a Corona. Yeah, oh. you've got to say, like, oh, you're beautiful Corona-chan, or you'll, like, die or whatever. Or you'll get the Corona, yeah. yeah. Correct. Fair, fair. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me be the first one. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Good to see that the lad's creative juices are still yeah. flowing. Yeah. Uh, and I've already seen thread number 22 of Coronavirus Daily. Wow, wow. Has anyone heard what... Um, Big Alex Jones has got to say on this. I have no idea. No, what I can assumes. probably give you a decent breakdown. Nice. Yeah. Go on, I, uh, Don't get us those elite. They're a sick bunch of psychopaths and they're happy to kill people. If you believe the Chinese numbers, you're out of your mind. You're out of your mind. <laughs> I reckon. I can't say for sure, but something like that. Yeah. Those lives. I think that brings us to a close this evening, though. We'll go around the room. We'll say goodnight. As we do every week with Crypto Weekly. Good night, Mr. Crypto Beak. Good night, Ken. You can tweet me, or in fact tweet the podcast, at Crypto Weekly Pod, with how many people you think will die from coronavirus this week. We'll give you the closest we'll get shout-out. That's total to have ever died. It's not this week. It's how many will be dead from it next week. The cumulative amount. Next Thursday. Good night, Jordy Prince. Good night, Crypto Can. No shilling? Uh, nah. I respect that. Yeah. Bitcoin Buble and Dr. P Money could not be with us this evening. You'll get at least Bitcoin Buble back next week, and I think Dr. P Money the week after. But who knows with the current schedule? It's up in the air. I am your host, Crypto Ken. You can follow me on Twitter at CryptoKenCan. And be sure to head on over to CoinHQ.tv and click on the Crypto Weekly icon there to see updates of all our shows. Oh, that's so good over there, Ken. Night-night, listener. You've been informed. You're welcome. (laughs) 